Hello and welcome back to another episode of the It's a Crime O'Clock Somewhere podcast. This is episode 122. Today I will be talking about a Florida burglary gone wrong. My sources for today's episode are an episode of Floribama Murders, Season 1, Episode 7, in an episode titled Death Comes to Davy, Oxygen.com, NewYorkPost.com, CBSNews.com, and NBCMiami.com. As usual, all of my sources will be linked in today's show notes. Oh my god, don't kill her! Okay, take my ball! 26 wounds, they're all from an angle up, going down. That's what you call overkill. That's like Manson style. The question was why? Why go after her? What for? The neighborhood was completely up in arms. Everything at that point in the investigation was completely like a laser on him. I know what I did today. I'm not not a psychotic person. He's going into these neighborhoods and walking out scot-free. I mean, it was uh, something out of a TV show. Today's case takes place in Davie, Florida, just north of Miami in Broward County. Davie is known for several good colleges, including Broward College, It has a lot of upscale homes and gated communities, but it has also had its fair share of previous crimes, and it's referred to as Brow Weird County. The victim in today's case was a woman named Jill Halliburton Sue. The Sues lived in a very nice home on a man-made lake. Jill was married to a doctor named Nan Yao Sue, and together they had a 20-year-old son at the time named Justin. Jill was described as an all-around nice, warm, and loving person. On September 18, 2014, 20-year-old Justin Sue called 911 to report that his mom had killed herself in the bathtub. On the call, he said, quote, she cut herself and threw herself into the bathtub, end quote. He stayed on the phone with the dispatcher until the police arrived. He then changed his mind and said he believed his mom was murdered. And he also told the dispatcher on the phone call that her hands were tied. The police received another phone call from Jill's husband, Dr. Nan Yao Su. He said, quote, it looks like my wife has been murdered, end quote. He reported that Justin had called him and that he was on his way home from his office. When the police arrived, both Justin and Dr. Su were at the house. Justin had blood on his t-shirt and hands. Dr. Sue told the police that he and Jill had just arrived home the previous day from an overseas trip, and this was corroborated by their unpacked suitcases in the home. The police collected Justin's clothing and tested him right away. Inside the home, the police found a belt near the front door. There were drops of blood leading into the master bedroom. A pillow without a pillowcase was found on the ground, and several drawers and a jewelry box were open. In the closet, wires had been ripped out of the wall, a glass vase had been knocked over, and another blood trail led from the bedroom to the bathroom. Jill was found lying on the floor of the bathroom. She had been viciously attacked and stabbed 26 times. Jill's hands were bound in front of her chest by a belt, and her feet were bound with an electrical cord. Outside the front door, the police found a small pocket knife. Blood transfer was found on several walls. It's believed that Jill had been able to get away from her attacker, but the attacker was able to overpower her and bring her back inside the home. 
An alarm box was also found in the bathtub after it had been drained. There was also a large knife with a unique serrated edge and design. The back door of the home had been broken. Two security cameras were missing, but nothing else seemed to be missing from the home. There were still some electronics found around the home. The police walked into Justin's room and inside they noticed that he had several knives. One of the knives in his room was the same type as the pocket knife that had been found outside the door. The police became very suspicious of Justin. He was interviewed by the police and he was asked what he thought had happened. Justin said he had seen that the back door had been broken and that he thought someone had broken in. Justin had told his mom that he was going to work that morning, and he came home and discovered Jill in the bathroom. The police asked Justin why he would have reported that Jill had killed herself when she was found tied up. Justin said that his story was, quote, fucked up, end quote. The police continued to ask Justin why the killer would have attempted to stage the crime scene and then lock the door behind them after the murder. Justin's story continued to be all over the place. He became angry at the police, but continued to deny that he killed his mom. The police asked Justin why the killer would have walked into his room to get a, get a knife to kill Jill instead of grabbing something nearby like from the kitchen. Again, Justin didn't know. The police also interviewed Dr. Sue in a nearby room. Dr. Sue had been at work, and that day at work, he noticed something was wrong when he checked an app used for his surveillance camera system. He said he had seen a figure walk by the camera. He described the person as a young white male. The figure was wearing a long sleeve shirt and pants, and they had something white covering their face. The camera ended up going offline. Dr. Sue believed the person was Justin and that he was playing games. Dr. Sue told the police that Justin had been having people over to the house while he and Jill were out of the country. Justin had moved items in front of the camera because he knew his dad would check them. Dr. Sue had called Justin, who denied being at the home. The police contacted the surveillance camera company in hopes of obtaining some video. On the morning that she was killed, Jill had reminded Justin to pick up special food for their dog. Justin did, but he had lied to his mom about going to work. He said he actually had driven to Broward College and fell asleep in his car for a few hours. According to Dr. Sue's interview, Justin had a very strange relationship with his parents. Dr. Sue had invented a termite bait system that was used worldwide, and Dr. Sue was very wealthy and expected more from his son. Justin had been removed from his previous college due to academic issues, and Dr. Sue was very angry about this. At the time of the murder, Justin was attending Broward College, but was not very into school. Jill was the grandniece of the founder of the Halliburton Oil Empire. Jill and Dr. Sue were wealthy, but they didn't show off their wealth. They were down to earth, and Jill did a lot of philanthropy work. It's believed that Jill and Dr. Sue did put a little bit of pressure on Justin to succeed. The police went very hard at Justin in the interrogation room. Justin claimed he was innocent and, quote, not a psychotic person, end quote. The police obtained Justin's cell phone records to, to check his alibi. He had indeed arrived at the animal hospital on the morning of September 18th to pick up the dog food. He then went to Broward College after dropping off the food at his home. Justin's car was seen on camera arriving at his home after sleeping in his car. He had not been at his house at the time that Jill was killed. The day after the murder, the police had to look at the crime scene now as a robbery gone bad. A neighbor of Jill's had reported that her dog had been barking like crazy on the day of the murder. There had been no cars in the Sue's driveway that morning, so it may have looked like no one was home. 
Another neighbor had seen a person bringing in what looked like a package inside the home. It's believed that Jill had attempted to flee out of the front door and been pulled back inside. The autopsy report revealed that Jill's injuries had all been to her upper torso. It was consistent with her having been stabbed at an angle. One of Jill's thumbs was almost severed from her trying to hold her hands out to stop the knife. The coroner could not determine which knife had been used to kill Jill. The police obtained the surveillance footage from the guard gate to determine if a killer could have entered through the gated community. But the police believed that the killer had entered behind the community and not used the gate. Dr. Sue did reveal that Justin had several people over at their home while they were out of town. He had a party and had about 20 people over. The police obtained a list of these names, and these party guests all provided statements and DNA swabs, and many of them were eliminated. Nine days after the murder, the lab contacted the police because they had a DNA hit. The DNA came back to belonging to Deontay Resiles. He had not been one of the party goers, and he wasn't a friend of Justin's and didn't know the family. Deontay had a criminal history and had been arrested for previous robberies around the area. His DNA had been found in three places in the Sioux home from transfer DNA. It was found on the back door at the bottom portion of it, on the belt found to bind Jill's hands, and on the knife found outside the front door. The police contacted Justin and Dr. Sue and asked if either of them knew him. They both said they didn't know that name. The police told them that they had identified someone who had entered their home on the day of the murder. A manhunt began for Deontay. His name was not released to the public at the time. They had feared that he would flee the area, and the police found an address in Sunrise, Florida, where Deontay was known to frequent. The home belonged to one of his girlfriend's families. The police did surveillance on the home, and Deontay's car had been spotted there. Deontay exited the home, and he was arrested and taken into custody. The police told Deontay that they wanted to talk to him about some burglaries. He didn't ask questions or make any statements. He was then notified that he was going to be charged with first-degree murder. Once Deontay's mugshot was released, several homes in the area contacted the police because they recognized Deontay and said he had come to their homes. He had offered some kind of service, which they said no to. He had also been responsible for several robberies in other counties and neighboring towns. He was arrested at 12 years old for grand larceny, so he had an extensive, extensive criminal history for robbery. On July 15, 2016, Deontay was brought to the Broward County Courthouse for a pretrial hearing, but he ended up escaping. He had removed his prison jumpsuit, handcuffs, and shackles and fled down four flights of stairs. He was seen on the courthouse surveillance cameras running out the back and into a nearby getaway car. A guard had ended up giving Deontay a key to get out of his handcuffs. His jailhouse calls prior to his escape had not been monitored. They had been recorded so the police had to go back to the calls to see who he had been speaking to. He came up with his whole escape plan by speaking to his friends through jailhouse calls. He was able to convince people to wait for him inside the courthouse and in the getaway car. There were cell phones and clothes waiting for him in certain areas. The manhunt became one of the biggest in South Florida's history. Seven of Deontay's friends were arrested in connection with his escape. The reward for any information was upgraded to $50,000. A tip eventually came in about Deontay's location, and he was found inside a hotel six days after his escape. He surrendered without a fight. After he was rearrested, his supporters would show up with a free Moochie t-shirt, as that was his nickname. 
A billboard was created that read, quote, there were two victims in this case, who murdered Jill Halliburton and who framed Deontay Resiles, end quote. One of the defense's biggest arguments was that Deontay didn't fight or murder people as he was known just to rob wealthy homes. The prosecution argued that Jill's crime scene matched Deontay's M.O. to a T. He would enter wealthy homes to rob them and focus on the master bedroom. He was also known to pull the alarm panels off the wall, and in one previous robbery, he had placed the alarm system in a bathtub of water, as he did in Jill's. In November 2021, Deontay went on trial for Jill's murder. The prosecution told the jury that Deontay had placed something like socks over his hands, as he did in other robberies, and hadn't left any fingerprints behind. Deontay had made up his mind to kill Jill because he didn't want to be put in prison for the rest of his life. Jill was killed as she sat in the bathtub and tried to fight Deontay off, but he overpowered her. The defense focused on Justin being the real killer and focused on Dr. Sue's statement that the person in the surveillance footage had looked white. Deontay was black. The defense also believed that the DNA test from the lab had been botched. The jury deliberated for five days and Deontay was found guilty of manslaughter. The prosecution was shocked because how do you accidentally stab someone 26 times? But when the foreperson of the jury was asked if that was her true verdict, she said no and a mistrial was declared. In March 2022, Deontay was convicted of first-degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison. I definitely thought this, that it was going to be Justin until like the last 20 minutes of this episode. It was definitely a crazy twist once they revealed that Justin was not at home at the time of the murder. Deontay was a... Bree Burglar, he had no idea that Jill was home at the time of the murder. I thought the defense's argument was dumb because many criminals escalate when things don't go their way. Deontay didn't want to spend time in jail because he knew Jill would be able to identify him. Now instead of spending uh, maybe a few years in prison, he is spending the rest of his life behind bars. Plus, Justin could have been sent to prison for a crime he didn't commit. The only thing I don't agree with is first-degree murder. I think it should have been second-degree murder but definitely not first-degree murder or manslaughter because you don't accidentally stab someone 26 times. I think Deontay killed Jill because he was afraid of going to jail for a long time, which now he's in jail for a long time. But I'd love to know what you think. Do you think he should have been convicted of first, second, or manslaughter? My book recommendation for this week is The Marriage Retreat by Laura Elliott. My husband saved other people's marriages, but his secrets will destroy ours. I stand in the mortuary and take a deep breath for, before identifying the body of a man I've married, been married to for 26 years. Victor and I built Serenity Falls, a successful couple's retreat together. Honesty and trust were the bedrocks of our marriage, and we helped, e we helped other couples repair their relationships too. Now my whole world has been turned upside down, and I don't know what to think. A woman lies in a coma in a stark white hospital room. She was by Victor's side when he died. The police have been unable to identify her, and I'm forced to confront the painful reality that my own husband was hiding something. My grief is laced with anger. How could he lie to me? But as, as I begin to uncover the secrets of my husband's past, I discover the shocking truth about the woman with no name and no memory. And to protect my family, I will have to make a choice. A choice that will turn me into a liar just like Victor and will end in murder. There are many books similar to The Marriage Retreat. A group of people go to a retreat, island, or get-together, and someone is killed. However, this one is a little different. A woman tries to figure out who the mysterious woman in her husband's life is. And when she discovers who the woman is, she is overcome with many different emotions. 
I give this book an 8 out of 10. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode, and again, I'd love to know what you think about the sentencing decision. Please subscribe to my blog, follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and email me at itscrimeoclocksummer at gmail.com. Buy me a coffee, and please leave me a five-star rating and review if you're enjoying this podcast. I'll be back next week with an all-new case and book recommendation, and remember, it's crime o'clock somewhere.